Welcome to Main Menu for the week of April 12 through April 18, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you with us today on Main Menu. We always appreciate you coming back to hear us here on Main Menu. If you happen to be a first-time listener, welcome aboard. We are very pleased that you are here with us today on Main Menu. We have quite a list of presentations for you today here on Main Menu, and so we're going to need to get into that right away quickly here. We start out with David Woodbridge and a demo of how to use your iOS device to connect to some automated computer services. And then David Tanner myself comes along and I will be showing you how to simplify searches on your Windows 8 computer. And then David Woodbridge comes back to us with a demonstration of the Meteor Vibrating Watch. And again, David will be back with us to demonstrate copying files from your computer to your Plex Talk Daisy player. And then finally, David will be back once more to show us how to do multitasking on our iPad. That's all today here on Main Menu. You have a fantastic week, and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of being able to automatically dial up an automated system such as a banking service or your voicemail at work to log in and check your bank statement or messages automatically without having to use the keypad on the phone itself and in my case you can do it all from Siri as I'm using my iPhone 5. So before I get started let me just say that I've got my iPhone 5 turned on, voiceovers running and I'm currently sitting at the home screen of my iPhone and just a reminder about voiceover gestures that I'm using. You can drag your finger around the screen to hit items under your finger. You can do a one finger flick left or right to move item by item on the screen. And when you hear the item you want to use, you can then do a one finger double tap anywhere on the screen to activate that item. So first of all, we need to actually create a contact to use the automated dialing. So let's find the phone icon. Phone. One finger double, double tap. tap. Phone. All contacts. Groups. Button. Now I'm already in contacts. Now if I wasn't, I could find the home button down the bottom. Selected. Contacts. Tab and three I'll of just five. Just taking my finger slightly above the home button. There's contacts. If I do one finger flick to the right. Keypad. Tab four of five. There's the keypad. I could do one finger double tap on that to activate the keypad on the screen. Or one finger flick back to the left. Selected. Contacts. Tab. Three of five. And if that wasn't selected, I could do a one finger double tap. Selected. Contacts. To select tab it. Three of five. 
So now I've got the contact screen. Top right hand side is for the add button. Add button. One finger double tap on the add button. New contact. Cancel. Button. And I'm going to do one finger flick to the right. New contact. Heading. Done. Dimmed. Add photo. Button. First. Text field. Okay, there's the first name Double field. tap to edit. So one finger double tap to edit. Text field. Is editing. Character mode. First. Now, just for the sake of calling this something, I'm actually just going to call it auto mail. So the first name is going to be auto, and the second name is going to be mail. So I'm going to type in A. Capital A. Capital A. U. U. T. T. O. O. Okay, there's auto. Touch towards the top of the screen to come off the keyboard. Last. Text field. There it is. One finger double tap. I'm going to put in mail. Capital B. Capital N. Capital M. Capital M. A. A. I-I-L-L okay, And that's it again. Touch off the screen on the Company. screen keyboard. Text field. One finger flick to the right. Mobile button. Let's change it from mobile in my case to work. So one finger double tap. Label. So now I'm going to do one finger flick to the right to get to the work label. Label. Heading. Edit. Button. Selected. Mobile. iPhone. Home. Work. Let's work. One finger double tap. Work. And I'm placed already in the phone number field. And what I'm actually going to type is the phone number, a comma to pause, my login number, the number sign or hash symbol to say that I've put in the login number, another comma to pause, then the number for my login PIN number, followed by a hash or a number sign again to so say I've finished putting in my password number another comma to pause, and then in my case a number two to check for any new messages. Now in the recording I'm actually only going to put in the first three or four numbers of each of those sequences for my phone number, login number and login password pin for obvious reasons. Okay, so let me put in the phone number first. Nine, nine, three, 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 four, four, Okay, so 9334, and we want to pause, so we find the shift key, which is below the 7. 7. Shift. Take my finger off, and then put my finger back down again. Shift. And go above the shift key. Star. Right above, there's star. Comma. Above that again is comma. And just to orientate you, if I drag my finger over to the right. 5. There's Zimmed. 5. So back to the JK, left, scrolling comma. Left, left from my finger, take my finger off. Comma. 9334. Okay, so I've got 9334. When the system answers a comma to pause, and now the login number, so I'll put that in now, 216. 221166. Okay, and we want a number sign or a hash symbol, so down at the shift key again below the 7. 7. Shift. Finger off. Finger down again. Shift. Finger up. Star. Now cross this time. 8. Dimmed. Number. There's the number sign or hash symbol. Finger off. Pound. 216. Okay, and let's pause again. So back down the shift key. Shift. Up. Finger off. Finger down. Shift. Above. Star. Comma. It's comma. Finger off. Comma. So now I've got 216 hash comma. And now my password pin, which is 121. 112211. And another hash sign. So back down to the shift key below the 7. 7. Shift. Finger off. Finger down. Shift. Above. Star. Across. Eight. Number. Finger up. Pound. 121. And we want to make it pause. So I'm going to do 
Finger down again. Shift. Finger off. Finger down. Shift. Above. Star. Comma. 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 And then a number two in this case to check for any new voicemail messages. Two. Two. Now if I do a two finger rotate around to words. Words. One finger flick up. Two. 121 number 9334 comma. Okay, let's read it character by character. So two finger rotate clockwise to get back to characters on the rotate. Characters. One finger flick down. Nine three three four. Okay. Comma. So it's phone number and then a pause. Then the login number. Two one six. And then number. Hash symbol. So I put in the login number. Comma. A pause and then the password pin number. One two one number. The hash to say that we've put in the password number and then comma. a comma to pause again two and a number to two to check for any new voicemail messages okay so that's all done now we can choose the done button at the top right hand side of the screen done button One finger double tap info all contacts okay so that's back our button. auto mail contact done so press the home button to go back to the main home screen phone so now we can hold down the home button new siri and I can just say dial auto mail. Dial auto mail. You said dial audio mail. Calling audio mail. Phone. Voicemail. Calling work. Welcome to Audix for help. Enter password and hash. David Woodbridge. New messages. Voice call received. Okay, one new message is two finger double tap. And I've just hung up from my voicemail system. I could have listened to that new message and just used the on screen keypad to do other things. But for this demo, we'll leave it for the moment. So I'm going to press the home button and go back to the main home screen. Messages, six new items. And there you go. That's double a really quick open. way of being able to use a phone sequence number using Siri in my case to quickly check items such as banking systems, voicemail boxes, etc. So I hope you've enjoyed this demonstration. Thanks for listening as always and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Now available, it's the ACB Radio Tuner, version 8. What you try now, man? A triumph of technological engineering. A work of art. Now ACB Radio is easier than ever to receive. With our ACB Radio Tuner number 8, you can receive all of our channels such as Mainstream, The Voice of the Blind Community, Cafe, uh, What You Said, Treasure Trove, Sunday I was on Jack Benny's program. I heard you when you as well. Interactive. Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. World news and information. Your Majesty, congratulations. And our live events channel. Pick it up today from our download section on www.acbradio.org. Well, we are back with another Windows 8 review slash tutorial. Some of you have said, well, the start menu is so different in Windows 8, and there have been complaints about, oh, the start menu is so much different, and the start with the start screen and everything, and, and you get confused about how can you search, and not having the actual search box like you did in Windows 7. And so let me, uh, let me do this for you. 
Very simply, even if you are in the start screen, you can get to the desktop, which is where a lot of you are used to going. And if you aren't there, you can do Windows M. Windows M. And get there. And once you are there, here you go. Adobe Reader Zai, FileZilla, FS Reader 2, iTunes, and FS Reader, FileZilla, Adobe Reader Zai, Recycle Bin. This is what I see online. Typical desktop, just like you had in Windows 7 and uh, earlier versions of Windows. Now, I want to get my search screen up, all right? And so I want to get that search box up like I had in Windows 7. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do, hold down the Windows key and hit W. So Windows W. Windows W. Search box edit. Type in text. And what do I get? I get my search box. The same kind of search box that I had in Windows 7. Now, a couple things have been added here. So let's just tab to the right ones. Tab. Search apps list box. Settings. 2 of 18. All right. And it says search apps. If I go hit my down arrow. Files. I search files. Bing. I search Bing. Finance. Finance. Games. Games. Internet Explorer. Mail. Maps. Music. News. People, photos, sports, store, store, travel, video, video, weather. All right, so I actually now have a choice. So if I know I'm looking for a file, I can go down to File and then tab back to my search area and type in what I'm looking for. And it's going to look just for files. Land, search apps, list box, apps, one of eight, land, search box, edit, type in text. And I'm back on my search box. And now let's go ahead and we're going to do this. We're going to tab over here. Tab, search apps, list box, settings, two of 18, files. We're going to search files. And I'm going to shift tab now back to my search box shift tab search box edit type in text and i am going to say um reader period exe and just see if it finds anything r-e-a-d-e-r period exe all right tab search apps list box settings zero results two of 18 tab print new multi-select list box to move the items use the arrow keys all right and i tabbed over and there were no results. All right, let's go back now. Let's do a Windows W again. Windows W, search box edit, reader.x, type in text. And let's see, let's try. Tab, search apps, list box, settings, two of 18, apps, apps. We're gonna try apps. In other words, we're gonna look for a program. Shift tab, search box edit, type in text. And I am going to put W, O, auto, R, auto, D, auto, correct, misspelled words. All right, now we're going to tab across. Tab, search apps, list box, settings, 14 results, 2 of 18. Tab, results, list, list box, autocorrect, misspelled words, 1 of 14. Not selected, highlight, misspelled words. Not selected, change your password. Not selected, creator, change picture, password. Not selected, creator, change pin. Not selected, lock the computer when I leave it alone for a period of time. Not selected, make text and other items larger or smaller. Not selected, create a password, reset disk. Not selected, manage network passwords. Not selected, require a password when the computer waits. Not selected, set up family safety for any user. Not selected, add a language. Not selected, manage web credentials. Not selected, to manage Windows credentials. All right, so that's all the things I got when I put in search for Word. Now, I did that without capitalizing. Let's go back. Let's do Windows W again. Windows W, search box edit, Word, type in text. And I'm going to backspace and delete D-R-O-W, land, 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 tab, search apps, list box, settings, 2 of 18, apps, land, search box, edit, type in text, search apps, list box, apps, 1 of 18, apps, enter, search box, edit, type in text. All right, and I said we're going to search apps, and let's do capital W. W, weather, O, wordpad, R, D, wordpad. And we have wordpad, and we, if we hit enter now. Enter, document, dash, wordpad, rich text, window, edit, type in text. And there we are in wordpad. 
So as you can see, we can now be a little more specific if we know what we're looking for. If we're looking for a particular program, we can go to the selection list, hit enter on that, and then go back to our search and type in what we want, and we'll come closer to finding exactly what we want instead of maybe finding some things we don't want. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Welcome to this demonstration of the Meteor Vibrating Watch from Alexandra Vision and the website where you can get more information about the watch and also order it online is www.alexandravision.com that's www.alexandravision.com I've currently got the Meteor Vibrating Watch in my hand and it's actually the shape of a crescent moon and the if you like scooped out part of the crescent is where the three buttons are located to operate the watch to tell the time and the bottom part of one of the points of the crescent if you like is actually where the vibrator is to make the actual watch vibrate so the top of one crescent is quite rounded and thin and the other part of the crescent which is down the bottom if you like if you're holding it vertically is rounded and bulbous at the same time so it's an interesting shape it's also fairly tiny it actually can be cupped in the palm of my hand with my fingers around it quite comfortably and made of plastic and feels very smooth in your hand so if I position the meteor in my hand with the bulbous part of the crescent down and the thinner part at the top, if I come to the scooped out section in the middle, the top button is the hour button, the middle button is the tens of minutes button, and the bottom button is the actual minutes button. The buttons are very well spaced apart and are raised up off the face of the meteor extremely well. So very easy and distinctive to locate all those three buttons. The way you tell the time on the meteor itself by using those three buttons with the vibration patterns, what it does is that it does a long vibration for five units and a short vibration for a single unit. So for example, if I press the hour button and it gave a long vibration, it would be five o'clock. That's the hour button at the top. The middle button for tens of minutes. If it did a long vibration for the tens of minutes, that's five units, so that would be 50. If I press the minute button and it did one long vibration that would be five minutes so for example at the time of this recording I'm going to press and release the hour button at the top 
and it just gave three short pulses, so three single units for the hour, which means it's currently three o'clock. If I press and release the middle button for tens of minutes, it's no vibration at all in this case, which means it's O o'clock. So it's three zero o'clock, but if I press the minute button down the bottom, press and release, it's one long pulse and four short pulses. And that means it's nine, because one long vibration for five and four short pulses for minutes. So five plus four, of course, is nine. So the time, according to my Meteor vibrating watch, is 3.09. Now, just a tip when you're actually using the watch, if you press any of those buttons again within 30 seconds, it's going to give you exactly the same time again, because while the clock continues to register the time, the actual vibrations to tell you time will not reset until after 30 seconds has passed. Because if you think, for example, it, the time should have switched over now, in my case, to 3.10, and you've pressed it within that 30-second period, chances are it's still going to do 3.09. So let's try the time again now and see if it's now 3.10. So again, I'm going to press the hour button again at the top, press and release. Three pulses, three o'clock. Press the middle button. I've now got one short pulse now, which means indeed it is 10. And I press the minute button down the bottom, and it's one pulse. So that means it's 3.11, according to the Meteor. To reset the time on the Meteor is very straightforward. You basically hold down the hour, tens of minutes, or minutes buttons for a very long vibration. Keep holding it down, and then count the pulses. Now a tip to remember is that for the hour button you'll have 12 pulses to count because it's a 12 hour. For the tens of minutes there's only five lots of 10 minutes if you like in an hour because it goes 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. So for the tens of minutes you're only counting five pulses and then of course for the minutes you're counting nine pulses. And of course, if you wanted to do a zero on any of the hour, tens of minutes, or minutes, you would release the appropriate button after the long vibration. So you're not getting into any of the actual single pulse unit counts. So let me set the meteor to 320, for example. So I'm going to hold in the hour button. Long vibration, count the pulses. One two, three, and release. Now I want to set the tens of minutes to 20, so that means I only need to count two pulses after the long pulse. So holding in the tens of minutes button now, long vibration, count one, two, and release. And then I want to now set the minutes button to zero. So what I'm going to do is hold in the minutes button, wait for the long pulse, and then release straight away, because I want zero. So holding in the minutes now, long vibration, release. So now when I check the time, hour, three pulses, tens of minutes in the middle, two pulses, 
and the minute button no pulse because it's now 320 and as I said there is no pulse for zero so in summary if you basically remember the fact that for the hour tens of minutes and minutes you have a long pulse for five units and single short pulses for one unit and if you want to reset the time you hold down any of those buttons hour tens of minutes or minutes wait for a long pulse if you want zero on any one of them release it straight away after the long vibration if you then want to set the time for hours you count from then one up to twelve for the tens of minutes you count from one to five and if you want to count for the actual minutes you count from one to nine for more information as i said at the beginning of this demo you can go to www.alexandravision.com to find out more information not only about the meteor vibrating watch but there are other watches that still use the same three button vibrating function which includes pendants and an actual watch itself so as usual i hope you've enjoyed this demonstration thanks for listening and bye for now vision australia blindness and low vision services vision australia blindness and low vision services Welcome to this demonstration of the Meteor Vibrating Watch from Alexandra Vision and the website where you can get more information about the watch and also order it online is www.alexandravision.com That's www.alexandravision.com I've currently got the Meteor Vibrating Watch in my hand and it's actually the shape of a crescent moon and the, if you like, scooped out part of the crescent is where the three buttons are located to operate the watch to tell the time and the bottom part of one of the points of the crescent, if you like, is actually where the vibrator is to make the actual watch vibrate so the top of one crescent is quite rounded and thin and the other part of the crescent which is down the bottom if you like if you're holding it vertically is rounded and bulbous at the same time so it's an interesting shape it's also fairly tiny it actually can be cupped in the palm of my hand with my fingers around it quite comfortably and made of plastic and feels very smooth in your hand so if I position the meteor in my hand with the bulbous part of the crescent down and the thinner part at the top if I come to the scooped out section in the middle the top button is the hour button the middle button is the tens of minutes button and the bottom button is the actual minutes button the buttons are very well spaced apart and are raised up off the face of the meteor extremely well so very easy and distinctive to locate all those three buttons 
the way you tell the time on the meteor itself by using those three buttons with the vibration patterns what it does is that it does a long vibration for five units and a short vibration for a single unit so for example if I press the hour button and it gave a long vibration it would be five o'clock that's the hour button at the top the middle button for tens of minutes if it is a long vibration for the tens of minutes that's five units so that would be 50. If I press the minute button and it did one long vibration that would be five minutes. So for example at the time of this recording I'm going to press and release the hour button at the top and it just gave three short pulses so three single units for the hour which means it's currently three o'clock if I press and release the middle button for tens of minutes it's no vibration at all in this case which means it's o o'clock so it's three zero o'clock but if I press the minute button down the bottom press and release it's one long pulse and four short pulses and that means it's nine because one long vibration for five and four short pulses for minutes so five plus four of course is nine so the time according to my meteor vibrating watch is 309 now just a tip when you're actually using the watch if you press any of those buttons again within 30 seconds it's going to give you exactly the same time again because while the clock continues to register the time the actual vibrations to tell you time will not reset until after 30 seconds has passed because if you think for example it, the time should have switched over now in my case to 310 and you've pressed it within that 30 second period chances are it's still going to do 309 so let's try the time again now and see if it's now 310 so again I'm going to press the hour button again at the top press and release three pulses three o'clock press the middle button I've now got one short pulse now which means indeed it is 10 and I press the minute button down the bottom and it's one pulse so that means it's 311 according to the meteor to reset the time on the meteor is very straightforward you basically hold down the hour tens of minutes or minutes buttons for a very long vibration keep holding it down and then count the pulses now a tip to remember is that for the hour button you'll have 12 pulses to count because it's a 12 hour for the tens of minutes there's only five lots of 10 minutes if you like in an hour because it goes 10 20 30 40 50 so for the tens of minutes you're only counting five pulses and then of course for the minutes you're counting nine pulses and of course if you wanted to do a zero on any of the hour tens of minutes or minutes you would release the appropriate button after the long vibration so you're not getting into any of the actual single pulse unit counts
So let me set the Meteor to 3.20 for example. So I'm going to hold in the hour button. Long vibration, count the pulses. One, two, three, and release. Now I want to set the tens of minutes to 20. So that means I only need to count two pulses after the long pulse. So holding in the tens of minutes button now. Long vibration, count one, two, and release. And then I want to now set the minutes button to zero. So what I'm going to do is hold in the minutes button, wait for the long pulse, and then release straight away because I want zero. So holding in the minutes now, long vibration, release. So now when I check the time, hour, three pulses, tens of minutes in the middle, two pulses, and the minute button, no pulse because it's now 3.20 and as I said there is no pulse for zero. So in summary if you basically remember the fact that for the hour, tens of minutes and minutes you have a long pulse for five units and single short pulses for one unit and if you want to reset the time you hold down any of those buttons hour, tens of minutes or minutes wait for a long pulse if you want zero on any one of them release it straight away after the long vibration if you then want to set the time for hours you count from then 1 up to 12 for the tens of minutes you count from 1 to 5 and if you want to count for the actual minutes you count from 1 to 9 for more information as I said at the beginning of this demo you can go to www.alexandravision.com Dot com to find out more information not only about the Meteor vibrating watch but their other watches that still use the same three button vibrating function which includes pendants and an actual watch itself. So as usual I hope you've enjoyed this demonstration. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia Blindness and Low Vision Services. Hi, I'm David Tanner, your host here on Main Menu, and I'm just coming to you today to remind you that we are always looking for folks to provide more information for us as to what they would like to hear on Main Menu. We are interested in knowing what you are interested in and would like to hear on Main Menu. And we're also interested in having people present technology information and presentations on Main Menu that you may like to present yourself. If you are interested in presenting a presentation for us on Main Menu about some technology that you know about and think our listeners would be interested in, we'd love to hear from you if you have ideas that you'd like for someone else to cover, but you have the idea, but you're not so sure whether you could cover it or not, but you'd like to for have someone on Main Menu cover it. Again, we'd love to hear from you and hear your comments and suggestions. There's a number of ways you can get a hold of us here at Main Menu, and 
The probably easiest way is to come to http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org and you'll find a comment place there on the website where you can leave us a note, give us your contact information, give us an email address is probably the best way to give us information on how we can get a hold of you. And someone from our staff, either Chase or myself, will get back in contact with you and get your information and see what we can work out. Again, that address is http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you soon. following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of copying a DAISY audiobook. In my case, that I've downloaded from the iAccess Online Vision Australia service to my Mac and transferring that book across, in this case, to my PlexTalk Pocket Daisy Player. So before I get started, let me say that my MacBook Pro is turned on, voiceover is running, and as usual, let's start from a known spot on my Mac by going to the desktop with the voiceover command shift VOD, remembering that the VO keys are the control and option keys held down together. So I'll do that now, shift VOD or shift control option D. Desktop, Dropbox alias, selected alias. Now in my case, when I've downloaded a DAISY book, in my case the audio one, to my Mac via the iAccess downloader, it's actually put the book in my Vision Australia downloads folder which is in my Downloads folder. So let's go to the Downloads folder first with Option-Command-L. Downloads, now in Downloads window, List View Table. Okay, now I could actually interact with this table with Shift-V-O down arrow, Shift-Control-Option-Down-Arrow. Go down to the Vision Australia folder and open it up with Command-O. But what I'm going to do is just type in the couple of letters V. Vision Australia Downloads folder. To jump Today one zero. To Vision Australia Downloads folder. Command O to open it. Open list view table. Okay, now I'm going to interact with the table to see what books I've currently got in this folder. Remember that each Daisy book is in its own folder. So I'm going to do Shift V O down arrow, Shift Control Option down arrow. Interact with list view table, row one of two. Name the host folder, column one, row one. So okay, that's the host folder. That's the name of the book, The Host by Stephanie Meyer. Remembering that that folder contains all the files that make up that one daisy book. So if I do VO Denaro Contraption Denaro. The host.zip ZIP archive. That's the zip file that I made up of compressing the host folder so that previously I could actually transfer that book that was zipped up through iTunes onto the Read to Go Daisy app on my iPhone to listen to the book in my iPhone. But we want to do the host folder for the moment. So I'm going to do VO up arrow, control option up arrow. The host folder collapsed. And it's going to copy that to my clipboard for the moment. 
with command C. Copy the host. Okay, that's copied to my clipboard. Now the other thing I should say at this point too is that if you happen to get CDs containing Daisy books, you can also copy those Daisy CDs or the CD containing the book over to your Mac's hard drive as well. So the easiest way to do it would be to pop it into your super drive, do shift VOD or shift control option D to go to your desktop, VO right arrow control option right to get to the volume name of your CD, command O to open it, command A to highlight everything, command C to copy to the clipboard, then go to say your documents folder or your downloads folder on your Mac, create a new folder, so let's say in this case it could be the host, open up that folder and then command V to then paste all the files from your CD and then you would then copy the folder, not all the files, but the folder then to your clipboard. Okay, so in my case I've already copied the folder to my clipboard with command C. So all I have to do now is take my SD card out of my Plextor pocket. Okay, and pop the SD card into my MacBook Pro's SD card slot, which is on the left-hand side, next to my USB ports. Okay, and remembering if you don't have a SD card slot in your MacBook Pro or other Macs, you could always get yourself a little USB card reader as well to take the SD card. Okay, so I need to go to my desktop to get access to my SD card from my pocket. So I'm just going to close down all the windows currently on my finder with Option Command W. Close all. Now in desktop, Dropbox alias, selected alias. Okay, so let me do VR right here, Control Option right here. Pocket, selected volume. There's my pocket, so I'm going to open it up with Command O. Open. Now in pocket window, list view table. Now just to keep things nice and tidy, because I sort of share this same SD card both with my Victor Stream and my Pocket. I've actually created a folder for the Pocket that's just called Daisy. So I'm going to jump down to that directly by just doing DAI. Daisy folder. Today 1139am. Okay, I'm going to open up that folder with Commando. Open list view table. Okay, and we're going to copy that folder that I just copied to the clipboard now with Command V for Victor to paste it. Paste item. One row added. Now in copy window. Copying 140 items to Daisy. Okay, so that's copying the folder, the host that contains those files over to my SD card. And if I do VO right arrow, control option right arrow. Information image. 17.8% progress indicator. Stop progress button. 95.4 MB to 447.8 MB. About two minutes. Okay, that's the end of the window. So if I do VO left arrow, control option left arrow to go back. Stop progress button. 36% progress indicator. Information image. Copying 114 items to Daisy. Okay, so I can just keep reading the window backwards and forwards. I'm just going to do VO right arrow, control option right arrow. Information image. 48.8% progress indicator. And I'm just going to leave it on the 48% progress indicator. And what I'll do, I'll actually pause the recording and then restart it just before it gives the operating system sound to say it's completed the transfer of the folder onto the SD card. Now in Daisy window, list view table. Okay, it's copied. Let me just do VO F3 or Control Option F3. List view table is in the voiceover cursor. 
Okay, let me interact with that table. So shift VO Denner, shift control option Denner. Interact with list view table, row one of one. Name, the host folder, column one, row one. Selected cell two. Okay, if we do VO right arrow, control option right arrow. Day modified. Today one one, five three AM. Okay, and it's indeed there. So let's keep things nice and tidy. I'm just going to close that window again with Command W. Close window, now in desktop. Okay, back to my desktop. Just check what I'm sitting on with VO F3 or Control Option F3. Pocket. Selected volume is in the... the volume. We need to eject the volume with Command E. Eject. eject. Pocket. And now I can take the SD card out of my MacBook Pro and pop it in my pocket, as in my Plex.Pocket. Pocket. In the side. SD card. Music. All music. Okay, now I'm just going to use the title button which is above your number three on your keypad on your pocket. SD card, all titles list, select title, music, all music, three, albums in this category. Okay, so just to keep things easy, I'm just going to press the right arrow on the right arrow grouping at the top of your pocket. Indeed, the host by Stephanie Meyer that we just copied across. Name of the publisher. Vision Australia Information and Library Service. In the folder. Daisy. Okay, now I'm just going to press the play button in the group of your round cursor keys, if you like. So press the middle one, which is your play pause button. Beginning of title. The host by Stephanie Meyer. Narrated by Annie Maynard. Okay, I'm going to use the up and downs to adjust the Daisy playback options. That's level one. That's level one. Me. I'm going to press the right arrow to go through the book the of by level one navigation. So right arrow. About this Daisy. Right arrow again. The are and again. Cover notes. And again. About the author. Dedication. Poem. Prologue. Chapter one. Remembered. I knew it would begin with the end, and the end would look like death to these eyes. I had been warned. Okay, and I'm going to just press the play pause eyes. button. And we can either put the pocket away, or I could press the play pause button and start listening to the book again. I'm just going to turn the pocket off for the moment by the power button on the top right hand side, on the right hand side next to the cursing controls. Power save. Press and hold the power key to power off. Okay, so power save. Press and hold it, turn it off. Okay, and that's how you transfer a Daisy audio book from your Mac onto your SD card that you can then pop into the pocket and start listening to your Daisy audio book. And remember the fact that your pocket can also play Daisy text books, <laughs> not to be confused with textbooks that you have in school, as well as DAISY audiobooks. And of course you could access DAISY textbooks from either Bookshare if you're a member or just to use their free DAISY books, or you could access DAISY text type books, i.e. the newspapers, 
if you're a member of the Vision Australia iAccess online service that you could then download through the Mac downloader onto your Mac and again pop it onto the SD card as in the folder pop it in your pocket and start listening to your newspapers. That concludes this demonstration of transferring DAISY content over to your pocket. If you've got any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of using the multitasking gestures on your iPad. The multitasking gestures, of course, being the gestures that allow you to bring up your app switcher and switch between running applications and access the home button or from using four or five finger gestures on your iPad screen. So the first thing we need to do is actually activate the multitasking gestures toggle. So I'm currently sitting at my iPad main home screen, of course, with voiceover running. So let me go into settings and we'll locate the multitasking gestures toggle control. So I'll touch my settings icon now. Settings. Now remember with voiceover, you can drag your finger around the screen and then one finger double tap on the item that last spoke. Or you can do a one finger flick left and right to move through icons on the screen and then do a one finger double tap to activate the item you've landed on. So I'm going to do one finger double tap now on settings, anywhere on the screen of course, because it's the last thing that spoke. Settings. And we want to access the general settings control panel. Now remember that the control panel on the iPad, on the left hand side you have your category selection, and the right hand side is where the category that you've currently selected shows its particular panel. So I'm going to touch the top left hand side of my left hand category screen for settings settings heading and I'm going to do one finger flick to the right to move down category by category until we get down to general airplane mode off Wi-Fi Woody personal hotspot off notifications button location services on carrier Telstra mobile cellular data button brightness and wallpaper button picture frame button selected general button Okay, in general is indeed currently selected. If it wasn't, I could do a one-finger double-tap like this. Selected. General. To activate general. Now, from memory and experience, I know that the multitasking gestures in the general pane that's now on the right-hand side is about halfway down on the screen. So I'm going to touch on the right-hand side about halfway down on my screen. Passcode lock. Off. Button. Okay, and I'm going to keep flicking to the right to get down to the multitasking gestures toggle. Restriction. Use sides. Selected. Mute. Multitasking gestures. Off. Okay, and there it is. Multitasking gestures is currently off. Let's turn it on with a one finger double tap. On. Okay, and before we proceed any further, you also might notice that I don't have my hints currently turned on with voiceover. So that's why you're not hearing the one finger double tap to open, etc. Because I have hints currently turned off with voiceover.
Okay, so we've activated the multitasking gestures they're currently on. If you want a reminder of what they actually do, let's do a one finger flick to the right again. Use four or five fingers to. Okay, use four or five fingers to. Bullet pinch to the home screen. Pinch to the home screen, and I use a five finger pinch for that. One finger flick to the right again. Bullet swipe up to reveal multitasking bar. Okay, four finger swipe up or flick up to reveal the multitasking or app switcher. One finger flick to the right again. Bullet swipe left or right between apps. Four fingers flick left or right or swipe to switch between running applications. Date and time. Okay, and we're down to date and time. Okay, so since we've got multitasking gestures enabled, let's do the five finger pinch to perform the home screen button function. And what I normally do is I've got four fingers towards the top of the iPad screen. I've got my thumb pointing down towards the bottom of the iPad screen. And I'm going to bring them together as I do the pinch on the screen. So I'll do that now. Settings. Okay, and you heard a click as it activated. And now we're back to settings on the main home screen on my iPad. Now the way the five finger pinch gesture works is that if you're on the home screens, the five finger pinch or the home pinch won't work again to take you to spotlight. If I do that now, nothing happens. However, as you just heard, if I'm in settings and I perform the five finger pinch home gesture, it does activate and take me back to the home screen. Okay, so let's try and close down the application using the five finger pinch gesture. So I'm actually going to bring up the app switcher by doing a four finger flick or swipe up. Dismiss app switcher. And there's our app switcher, one finger flick to the right. Settings. And there's settings, that's the last thing we just used, one finger flick to the right. Mail, one new item. One finger flick to the right. Downcast. And let's go into downcast, so one finger double tap on downcast. Downcast, Apple and other accessible technology, 2.5x play. Okay, and let's close down downcast and return to the home screen, so five finger pinch gesture again. Messages. And we'll come back to the messages icon on my main home screen. Now, one thing that is nice, if I now go and touch on settings now. Settings. One finger double tap on settings to open it up. Settings. Now I can actually use the four finger flick left or right gesture to move between or switch between running applications on the iPad. So let me do a four finger flick to the right first. Okay, and as you can tell, we get a nice little sound saying that we can't go any further in that direction. So I'm going to do a four finger flick to the left now to move right. Switching to downcast. Okay, downcast, downcast, Apple and other accessible technology, 2.5x. Now remember, when I actually used the home gesture to come out of the application, I didn't actually close it. And that's why I could actually now switch to it. So four finger flick to the left again. Switching to mail. Okay, mail, my mail slash. Program. Four finger flick to the left again. Switching to Safari. There's Safari. Safari. Skip to main content. And of course, in page link. currently got the www.applevis.com website open. One of my favorite websites for information about iOS and Mac applications. And let's move back in the other direction. So four finger flick to the right. Switching to mail. Okay, back to mail. Four mail. Flick slash. To the right again. Link. Switching to downcast. Four finger flick to the right. Downcast. App. Switching to settings. 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 And of course, if we did it one more time, four finger flick to the right. 
we get our new nice notification sound. from Downcast. Downcast. All podcast feeds have been refreshed. Thank One new you, episode Downcast. detected. One marked. For- that was the notifications to say that the feeds have just been updated. Okay, and of course, let's bring up the app switcher again because I want to show you one final gesture on the app switcher. So a four finger flick up for the app switcher. Dismiss app switcher. One finger flick to the right. Downcast, mail, safari, voice book, etc. And I just wanted to remind you, of course, in the app switcher, if we do a three finger flick to the left. Page three of five. We're moving through the app switcher. If I do one finger flick to the right. Single text, blind side. Ariadne GPS. Okay, of course, there's the other applications on the third page of the app switcher. If you want to move back to the previous page, of course, it's a three-finger flick to the right. Page two of five. We're back to page two, where we were initially. And then I find that if you do a four-finger flick down... Settings. It actually dismisses the app switcher. And, of course, we've landed back in settings. So, of course, if I want to close settings with the home pinch gesture... It's a five-finger pinch. Messages. And we're back to the main home screen. So just in summary, to turn multitasking gestures on, you go into Settings, General, and as I did, I went down the right-hand side, found the multitasking gestures toggle, one-finger double-tap with voiceover to turn it on. Then, as I did in this demo, I did a five-finger pinch to go back to the main home screen. And then, of course, the other gestures are four finger flick up for the app switcher if you want to dismiss the app switcher it's a four finger flick down if you want to switch between running applications so for example i was in the settings panel and i did a four finger flick to the left or right that moves between running applications we have the sound to let us know that we can't flick any further in a certain direction And also just a final note about the home gestures that I mentioned before. You can't actually use it once you're on the home screen itself. You must be either in the settings folder or an application to use the home gesture. So that concludes this demonstration of the multitasking gestures on the iPad. I certainly find it extremely useful. It does increase my navigation and my speed of accessing applications on the iPad. If you've got any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.